Savior. We humble ourselves in your presence. For in your presence, Lord, there is fullness of joy. And at your right hand, there are pleasures forevermore. Lord, we stand here by your holy commandment. We stand here by your grace, thanking you for the souls that you have allowed to gather here. Oh, our God, be merciful. Hallelujah, Jesus, be merciful. And let your Holy Spirit and your anointing flow in this place you're walking up and down the aisles you're walking in between the pews searching for hearts that are perfect toward you lord bless every soul minister to every soul in the name of jesus get a hold of us for your glory and speak oh god expressly in the name of the Lord, I'm praying right now that you would command Satan to loose. In the name of Jesus, oh our God, we drive him out of the sanctuary. That stubborn demon, that rebellious demon. God, we drive it out in the name of Jesus Christ. Unstop these deaf ears, Lord. Oh, God, and break up the heart that is stubborn, oh, God, and filled with unbelief. Right now, we claim the deliverance for your people in the name of Jesus Christ. And I'm asking you to have thine own way. We thank you and we praise you for all things, both great and small. This is our prayer in the name, Lord Jesus Christ. May we all say amen. God bless you today. Amen. Let us look into the holy word of God. I'm going to invite you to take your Bibles with me and open to the New Testament book of Philippians chapter 4. We want to ask you to read with me from Philippians 4 verses 6 and 7. And I also want you to turn to 1 Peter chapter 5. And we're going to read together verse 7. While you are finding those scriptures, I want to thank the Lord for my family, my wife, and our two sons. Amen. And the one on the way that is here in the house of the Lord. I count it a privilege that my family is together in the house of God. Amen. All right. Philippians chapter 4. Do you have that? Do you have that? Verses 6 and 7. Let's read together. The Bible says, Be careful for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Amen. The book of First Peter, chapter 5. 
I want you to read verse 7 with me, if you will. 1 Peter chapter 5, together, let's read verse 7. What does the Bible say? Casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. Let the church say amen. This is a message that the Lord put on my mind some time ago. And it seems to have fit so well uh, into this weekend where the Lord is speaking to us about the basics. I want to talk to you today about some very basic things. One thing in particular that will allow us to walk in the victory that the Lord has prepared for us. And so I want you to turn to your neighbor, grab that neighbor by the hand and tell your neighbor, neighbor, take it to the Lord in prayer. Turn to another neighbor and say, neighbor, take it to the Lord in prayer. Let the church say amen. Take your hymnals with me. Grab your hymn book. I want you to open to page number 45. Hopefully, if you have a hymn book, if you don't have one, you can share with somebody. But I want you to take your hymn book. I would like everybody, if you can, at least have a hymn book or at least try to look on with somebody. If your hands aren't crippled with arthritis. Hopefully you can get that hymn book. Turn to page 45. You'll see a song there. What's the title of the song? Isn't that just beautiful? What a friend. What a friend. What a friend. Oh, I'm not going to sing it, Sister Roseman. Yes. Um, I, I really just want us to look at these words and read these words. Thank you so much for your help. Let's give Sister Roseman a hand. <laughs> for coming to be on her post. Amen. Well, the reason I don't want Sister Roseman to play is because sometimes we get into rituals and routines and things and we hear music. And, you know, for some of y'all, when you hear music, especially slower music and you're sitting down, you start going to sleep. But in my classroom... I like to have students look in the book when I'm reading so I'm not the only one reading. I tell them, I already passed this grade. You didn't. So you really need to read, not me. <laughs> but in the church, we can all be blessed and benefited. Is that right? I want to read these words and see if we've ever really paid attention to them before from Page 45, verse 1. What a friend we have in Jesus. All our sins and griefs to bear. What a privilege to carry everything to God in prayer. Oh, what Peace 
we often forfeit. Oh, what needless pain we bear. All because we do not carry everything to God in prayer. Have we trials and temptations? I'm still in the book. Is there trouble anywhere? We should never be discouraged. Just take it to the Lord in prayer. Can we find a friend so faithful? The scripture said he's a friend that sticketh closer than a brother. Can we find a friend so faithful who will all our sorrows share? Jesus knows our every weakness. Somebody say, take it to the Lord in prayer. Are we weak and heavy laden, cumbered with a load of care? Precious Savior, still our refuge. Take it to the Lord in prayer. Do your friends despise you and forsake you? Feel like you're all alone? What's the answer? Take it. To the Lord in prayer. In his arms, he'll take and shield thee. You will find comfort there. Let the church say amen. My Lord and my God. It was just good some time to read. Sometimes when we sing, we don't always think about what we're saying. We think about the melody and staying in cadence. Understood. I get it. You're trying to not be that odd person that sang the wrong words at the wrong time, even though we all have a book. I get it. But sometimes it's good to open these hymns because the Bible admonishes us to speak to ourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, making melody into our heart to the Lord. We're supposed to encourage ourselves and one another with these kinds of words, these kinds of words. And I remember when the Lord filled me with his spirit, praise our God, and he began to draw me closer to him, this hymn, what a friend became my favorite hymn. Hallelujah. It would almost bring tears to my eyes to think that I could have a friend that I could bring everything to. Hallelujah. You know, we so-called have friends. Some of our friends aren't really friends. They're really associates. And some of them are acquaintances. But very few people have true friends. That's why the suicide rate is so high. That's why people kill themselves. That's why people take drugs. They're trying to escape 
the burden that they can't seem to offload onto somebody else. You ever hear the saints of old say that God is a burden bearer? And he's a heavy load sharer? People that say that have experience with being able to do what this hymn said and take everything to God in prayer. I know some of you young people are bored with me already, but that's because y'all don't pray. Some of the older saints are with me. Yeah, and your younger people are like, he's going to start off this slow for real? Like, you're not going to get hyped already? No. Because y'all don't pray, and that's why some of y'all sin. But if you got into these hymns and got with some of these older saints that are with me right now, you would be doing the same thing they're doing. You would be excited because you understand the privilege. Mother Huey, am I speaking the truth here? The privilege to carry everything to God in prayer. This became my favorite hymn because it spoke the sentiments of my heart. Because I wanted to be Jesus' friend. <laughs> you, you remember when you were in school and you had that popular kid? Oh, y'all forgot when you were in school? Some of y'all are like, I was that popular kid. Okay, all right, slow up. I'm talking about for those of us that weren't the popular kid. Right, the rest of us. The ones that didn't always get picked first. You remember how you looked and you spotted that popular kid and you, you kind of wanted to get close to that popular kid? You kind of just want to be in their circle? Right? When they came through the lunch line, they had their lunch tray. And they had like people following them to the lunch table. Right? They had like armor bearers. One of them had the milk. One of them had the sandwich. One of them had the fruit, and they all sat down at the popular kids' table, and they laughed, and they had such a great time. And you sat there, and you said, man, I wish I could just sit at that table with the popular kids. Why do I bring that up? Because we have the most popular person in history that wants to be your friend. And he said, you can be my friend if you do whatsoever I command you. How many thank God that it's a privilege that Jesus said, I'm not even going to call you servants anymore. I'll call you friends. Thank you, Jesus Christ. The song we sing says, I am a friend of God. He calls me. Didn't David say, when I consider thy heavens, the works of thy fingers, the moon and the stars of thousand days, what is a man that you are mindful that your mind is full of me and the son of man that you would even visit me. You want to call me friend? I'm not worthy of being called your friend, Jesus. Jesus said, it's not about you being worthy. It's about the fact that I cast my love upon you. And because I love you, I want you to be my friend. As a matter of fact, I will, I will give you an invitation to come and be my friend. It'll be such a demonstrative invitation that you can't miss it. And people are going to talk about it through the ages. They'll actually talk about it before I give the invitation and they'll talk about it after. The invitation is the cross. The cross. 
the fact that Jesus died on the cross. He said, if I be lifted up, I will do what? Draw all men. This is going to be such a demonstrative and dramatic invitation that people will talk about it until the end of the world. The cross. The fact that I took your sin upon my vessel. Hallelujah to Jesus. I took your sin, put it on my vessel, and carried that weight. All the way to hell and back. Because when I died, the payment for your sin was given. And when I rose again, the power over your sin was made supplied. Hallelujah to Jesus. All I want you to do is be my friend. Come on and say amen. I, I don't know about you, but I want this kind of relationship with Jesus uh, that is inseparable. You know, we read about Paul in Romans 8 when he said, nothing shall be able to separate me from the love of God. Not tribulation or, or peril or, or nakedness or sword. There's nothing that can happen in this life that can divorce or detach me from Jesus. How many of y'all feel that way today? How many of y'all feel that there's nothing that could happen that could separate you from Jesus Christ? How many really want to believe that there's nothing that could take place in life, no matter how big or how small, that could detach you from your Savior? Somebody said, come hell or high water, I'm going to stick with Jesus. Because he died for me. He suffered. He bled. He went into the grave. He rose again. He put his spirit in me. He's done everything that I could ever want. He's given me my needs. He supplied me with what I desire. He's just been good to me. And I want to have the relationship that when I talk about Jesus, I talk about him like he's my friend. Some people speak about, speak about God like he's always distant. Like he's always out in the atmosphere somewhere, uh, unattainable, unattainable and intangible. I want to speak about Jesus like I know him because I know him. Paul said that I may know him. In the power of his resurrection and in the fellowship of his suffering, being made conformable unto his death, if by any means I might attain unto the resurrection of the dead. Saints, we have to know God in power and suffering. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor. You got to know Jesus in power and suffering. You can't have one without the other. And if you read Hebrews chapter 11, verses 32 through 40, you'll see a group of saints, some of which go unnamed, that knew him this way, in power and in suffering. 
Come on over there with me. We, we have a moment here. Come with me to, to Hebrews chapter 11. Let's talk about this. This is a beautiful chapter that outlines many of these biblical characters, particularly in the Old Testament, patriarchs and matriarchs, some of which go by name, but some of these in this final category are unnamed. But they knew God in power and suffering. In verse 32, we get some of these by name. What shall I more say? For the time would fail me to tell of Gideon and Barak. And of Samson and of Jephthah and David also and Samuel and of all the prophets who did what? Through faith subdued kingdoms. Tell your neighbor that's power. They wrought righteousness. They obtained promises. They stopped the mouths of lions. Tell your neighbor that's power. They quenched the violence of fire. That's power. And you can kind of imagine who some of these people were. Daniel. Stop the mouths of lions. Three, three Hebrew boys quench the violence of fire. Tell your neighbor, that's power. They escaped the edge of the sword. Out of weakness, they were made strong, waxed valiant in fight. You talk about some of these mighty men of David. Turned to flight the armies of the aliens. Women received their dead, raised to life again. Tell your neighbor, that's power. Wait a minute now. You also got to know him How? In suffering. And listen to this. And others were what? Tortured. Tell your neighbor, that's suffering. Not accepting deliverance that they might attain a better resurrection. And others had trial of cruel mockings and scourgings. Yea, moreover, of bonds and imprisonment. Tell your neighbor, that's suffering. They were stoned. They were sawn asunder. Were tempted, were slain with the edge of the sword. They wandered about in sheepskins and goatskins, being destitute, afflicted, tormented, of whom this vile world was not worthy of them. They wandered in deserts and in mountains and in dens and caves of the earth. Tell your neighbor that's suffering. You got to know him in power and you have to know him in suffering. And the Bible says if you do this, you will obtain unto the resurrection of the dead. If you want to make it into the kingdom, know Jesus in power and suffering. And make up in your mind that nothing is going to detach me from Jesus Christ. Let the church say amen. I want that kind of relationship with Jesus. Like two friends that have been through thick and thin. Like two friends that have pledged to have a pact with one another. Like two friends that have come together and said, we're going to stick together no matter what. That's the kind of union I want to have with Jesus Christ. And I never want to forget, praise the Lord, that I am connected with him. Let the church say amen. And as I thought about this, amen, and thought about this wonderful hymn, I said, this is the key. Take it to the Lord in prayer. If you open again to page 45, you see that hymn there in the top left-hand corner under the title, you'll see a name, Joseph Scriven. Joseph Scriven was a man who was a poet. And Scriven wrote the words 
to this hymn. And the original title of this, this poem that he wrote was Pray Without Ceasing. That's why this song is so heavy laden with the theme of prayer. He titled it Pray Without Ceasing. Now, you see the name on the other side, on the right-hand side, Charles Converse. This man was a lawyer, but he was also a gospel songwriter. So uh, Converse heard Scriven's words, and he put it to music. And after they put it to music, they renamed it from Pray Without Ceasing to What a Friend. And the reason why this hymn is so powerful is because it's based in the word of God. It's born out of scripture and born out of experience. Because the word of God is the most influential force in the universe. Let the church say amen. And so it's against this, this backdrop of, of the hymn, amen, and its connection to Scripture that we want to build this message today because the crux of what I want you to understand today is that Jesus Christ is telling us to take our situations and our conditions and our burdens to him in prayer. That's what I want you to walk away with today. Every burden that you have, you need to take it to the Lord in prayer. Let the church say amen. These great apostles that wrote our scripture text today, come back with me to Philippians, amen. Paul the apostle in Philippians and then Peter the apostle in his epistle, they wrote about the importance of prayer. In our first text, Paul the Apostle speaks to the church at Philippi and to the church universally. And he wants them to remember that we should not be carrying any load ourselves. Praise our God. He exhorts, amen, us to not be anxious. Look at verse number six of Philippians chapter four. He says, be careful for nothing. In other, words, in other words, don't be anxious. Don't be filled with anxiety, literally, about nothing and no one. That's what that word means there. It means don't be anxious for anything or anyone because you can't change the situation on your own. That's why... Thank you, Holy Ghost. That's why some of y'all right here are so frustrated. You're frustrated because you've been trying to put your hand to a situation that you can't fix. And you get upset with everybody. You get upset with God and you're upset with yourself because the situation isn't getting any better. But the Lord is telling you today the reason why it's not getting better is because you haven't brought it to me. Don't worry, don't be anxious, don't be filled with angst about anything or anybody. You can't change your husband. You can't change your wife. You can't change your children, amen, in terms of really kind of rooting them, especially when they're older, out of stuff that they shouldn't be in, praise the Lord. Amen, you can do something with the little ones, but when they get older, you can't, they grown now, praise the Lord. And, and, and children, you know you really can't change your parents. You can't change your boss. You can't change your neighbor. 
And yet we sit there frustrated in situations that we don't have to worry about because Jesus said, why don't you just bring it to me? And I'll tell your neighbor, Jesus will take care of it. Praise our God. Don't be anxious, amen, for anything, but in everything. By prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. In other words, Paul says here, amen, you should thankfully pray and supplicate about everything. I don't care how big it is. I don't care how small it is. A lot of times we feel like we can take care of the small things and we'll give Jesus the big things. But what did the song say? Take everything. Because the little things will add up into bigger things and then you exponentially compound your frustration and have a face on like some of y'all look right now. Just this some of y'all just sit there with your eyes closed <laughs> acting like you meditating you ain't meditating you are not meditating if I asked you right now what I just said you would say what I just said because <laughs> that's the last thing I said tell your neighbor take it to the Lord in prayer. This is what we're admonished, praise God. Take everything in prayer to God. And look at the promise that you have in verse 7. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, my Lord and my God. Sometimes people know what you're going through. They, they, they have an idea of your struggle and your circumstance and they are flabbergasted and dumbfounded at the fact that you still smile because I think saints should smile at least sometimes. You still smile. You don't lock yourself in your house. You know, some people do that, you know, when they're going through. They lock themselves in their house. They become agoraphobics. They don't leave their house. People don't know whether somebody in there or not. Grass is going crazy. Things are unkept, praise God, because they're going through a trial. But the saints of God go through with a smile on their face. They come to church faithfully and still praise God. Do I have a witness in here or am I preaching to myself? They still come in here and they pray. They still lift their hands and say, thank you, Jesus. Because even though I'm going through a trial, I could be dead. And if I was dead, I wouldn't be able to praise you. You left me with breath in my body that even though I'm going through a situation, I could still lift my hands and say, thank you, Jesus. Because I'm alive. And the Bible said that everything that has breath should praise the Lord. Even though I might be afflicted in my body, my breath is still there. And if my breath is still there, I still have the responsibility and the privilege to praise. I wish some of y'all would really get past this flesh and live in the spirit and understand that when you walk in the spirit, the flesh is nothing to you. Amen. It doesn't matter what's going on naturally because you're spiritually minded. Your Lord is able to help you overcome. 
You don't sit there all day, amen, down and out and depressed about what's going on in the flesh. Amen. Many are the afflictions of the righteous. Amen. But your consolation is that the Lord delivers him out of them all. Praise our God. There is nothing in the world that should ever take your praise. There is nothing that can happen that should be able to prohibit you enough, amen, from lifting up your head and saying, thank you, Jesus. Lifting up your head and saying, hallelujah. Lord, I bless you because you've been good to me. How many know the Lord's been good to you? Why don't you just give God thanks right now and thank you, Jesus, because you've been good to me. Hallelujah, even though everything might not be right and well, you've still been good to me and I still gotta give you the glory. Give him glory, all ye people, for his blood cleansed every stain. Come on and say amen. How many thank God for the peace of God that passeth all understanding? People can't understand how you still making it. Just tell them, I got the peace of God. People don't understand how are you still going forward and not sliding backward. Just tell them it's the peace of God. People are trying to figure out how come you're not broke down and busted and, and all messed up and jacked up. Tell them I got the peace of God. Because the peace of God, amen, passes understanding and it guards my heart and mind. Because the devil, in the midst of my unfortunate circumstance, would want to try to plunge me into depression and despair. But the peace of God guards my heart and guards my mind. Because if through the mind I serve the law of God, I'm still able to praise him. I'm still able to thank him. I'm still able to worship him. I'm still able to serve him because the devil can't have my heart and the devil can't have my mind and the reason why he can't have it is because I have a shield called the peace of God how did you get that peace I took my issue to God in prayer and I gave him my condition and when I gave it to him I trusted that he would work it out Oh, my Lord and my God. I trusted that this is a big God that I serve. I trusted that this is a great God that I serve. I trusted that he is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that I ask or think. I trusted what somebody told me that he's a friend that sticketh closer than a brother. I trusted that he sees and knows and cares. I trusted that his arm is always stretched out looking to show himself strong in the behalf of the those hearts who are perfect toward him and because I trusted him I can give him glory I have the peace of God it passes all understanding and keep my heart and my mind through Christ Jesus let the church say amen oh what peace we often forfeit 
when the Bible's telling us that if you give it to God in prayer you receive peace that passes all understanding come on and say amen amen you just have to get back to the basics of taking this to God in prayer Peter backs up the apostle Paul in 1 Peter 5 and 7 where he says casting all your care upon him somebody said all your care amen come on sell somebody all your care Mm, casting all of your care upon him for he careth for you let the church say amen amen what Peter's trying to get us to understand here amen is that Jesus cares about your cares amen I want you to tell that to your neighbor amen say neighbor Jesus cares about your cares Oh, praise our God. I'm not trying to be insensitive here. I know, amen, that some of us go through very fiery trials. We go through things, amen, that would break the average person, amen. But I'm so glad I'm not average. I'm extraordinary because I have the Holy Ghost, amen. I'm not anything in and of myself, praise God, but I make no mistake about it. I'm not your average everyday person on the street, amen. I'm not just another person in the world. I'm a child of the king. Amen. I'm the child of God. And the Bible says that I am a royal priesthood. And I am a holy nation. I'm, I'm a peculiar people. I'm a chosen generation. I'm not just another person walking around. Jesus is on the inside of me. And because Jesus is inside of me, he has given me the privilege of being called his son come on and say amen oh thank you Jesus Christ so what I understand here is that even though I might go through situations in life and I have a father who never never fails I have a father who never ever fails and all I have to do amen is call Abba father come on now we have received the spirit of adoption Amen. Whereby we cry, Abba, Father. How many glad that you have a daddy in heaven? Hallelujah. That knows what you're going through. I'm almost finished here. Come on and say amen. Oh, praise our God. I'm so glad that I have somebody. And anytime I need him, I can go him even in the midnight hour all I have to do is go to him deacon and I know that he hears my prayer come on and say amen how many glad that you know that the Lord hears your prayer how many y'all really believe how many y'all really believe that the Lord hears your prayer the Bible said that he doesn't sleep and he doesn't slumber He's always ready to incline his ear unto your voice. All you need to do is open your mouth and say, Lord, this is the situation. Hallelujah. I can't carry this by myself. Are you weak and heavy laden? Cumbered with a load of care. 
precious Savior. How many glad you got a precious Savior here? Precious Savior still. You are my refuge. And so everything I'll take to you in prayer. Come on and say amen. Even if my friends despise me. Even if my friends forsake me. I heard David say when my mother and my father forsake me. Then the Lord will take me up. Come on and say amen. I'll tell your neighbor you're never alone. But all you got to do is say Jesus. And here comes the Lord of glory. That's why I'm glad that I'm an apostolic. I'm a oneness apostolic. Amen. Because what I understand now is that when I say Jesus, I get everything that God is. Come on and say amen. When I say Jesus, I get the Elohim. When I say Jesus, I get the El Shaddai. When I say Jesus, I get Jehovah Rapha. Praise God. When I say Jesus, I get Jehovah Shalom. When I say Jesus, I get Jehovah Nisi. When I say Jesus, I get Jehovah Sitkanu. When I say Jesus, I get everything that pertaineth to life and godliness because I called that one name. How many thank God for the name? Jesus. Help me, Holy Ghost, here. When I say Jesus, I know that I'm calling on a name that is above every name. For at the name Jesus, every knee shall bow of things in heaven and earth and under the earth. And every tongue shall confess that Jesus is Lord. I'm glad that when I say Jesus, I get the power of God. The same God that spoke the world into existence is the same God that comes to me when I say Jesus. The same God that said, let there be light. When I say Jesus, I get that same access to that same power. And it's that power that is able to deliver me out of all of my affliction, out of all of my condition. Somebody lift your hands and say, Jesus. Mm, thank you. Some of y'all just need to call on that name. You need to call him until you fear the anointing of God. You need to say Jesus until you feel something shift in your spirit. You need to say Jesus. Hallelujah. Until you fear something on you know you could say Jesus so much until you feel something. Do I have a witness here? You can call on the name of the Lord for whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be delivered. How many need deliverance? I said how many need deliverance if you're not too proud and know I got an issue here. Thank you, Holy Ghost. I got a situation that I need 
Jesus to come and see about. Oh, Lord God, and I'm here right now bearing my heart unto thee, saying, Lord, have mercy on me. I feel like preaching here now. David said, have mercy upon me, O God, according to thy loving kindness, according to the multitude, the multitude, the multitude of thy tender mercy, blot out my transgression. Amen. Bartimaeus sat on the side of the road and said, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. Oh, my God, my God. Somebody lift your hand and say, Jesus, have mercy on me. Come on, say, Jesus, have mercy on me. How many know that he's able to do what you need done? How many know that you don't have to leave here the same way you came in? Are you weak and heavy laden, cumbered with a load of care? Tell your neighbor, all you got to do is take it to the Lord in prayer. Get down on your knees and supplicate. Pour out your heart before God and say, oh Lord, I need you. I need thee every hour. Most gracious Lord, no tender voice like thine can peace afford. I need thee. I wish y'all knew these hymns. I need thee. Every hour I need thee. Oh, bless me now, my Savior. I need a blessing right now. Lord, the burden is too hard for me. Lord, the burden is too heavy for me to carry. I need you today to bless me now, my Savior. Because I'm coming to you just as I am without one plea for that thy blood was shed for me. Somebody lift your hands and say the blood of Jesus. Oh, and that thou biddest me come to thee, O Lamb of God. I come. How many thank God that you have the privilege to carry everything to God in prayer? You ain't got no business sitting here being heavy laden when you've got a God, Sister Seymour, and all you have to do is call him and he He'll answer. Do I have a witness here? All you have to do is call him and he'll answer. Come on and say amen. Help me here, Holy Ghost. Because I hear the heart of the complainer. I hear the heart of the confused saying, preaching, it's not that easy. But tell your neighbor, Elder Black said, God's way is easy. Come on, tell your neighbor, don't complicate this. Tell your neighbor, don't make it complicated. This is easy. All you have to do is 
take it to the Lord in prayer. Lay it down at this altar. Oh, God, I feel like preaching here. But I'm almost finished. Anybody right now that's got a condition, a situation, hallelujah, you want the Lord to take care of it? I want you to come down here right now, touch this altar, and go back to your seat. Give it to Jesus. Leave it right on the altar. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Thank you, Jesus. Touch the altar and go. Hallelujah. Touch and go. Touch and go. I'm going to leave my burden. I'm going to leave my burden. I'm going to leave my burden at the altar. And I'm going to go back giving God the glory. For his blood has cleansed every stain. Shout yeah. Shout yeah, shout yeah, I'm going to take my burden, I'm going to leave it at the altar, my Lord and my God, and I'm going to give you the glory, for his blood, cleanse every stain, Lord have mercy, I'm not going to let no sin get in my way, but I'm going to leave it, I feel like preaching here. I'm going to leave it at the altar. I'm not going to let sin get in my way. I'm going to leave it at the altar. I'm going to confess and leave it at the altar. Somebody shout yeah. Shout yeah. Shout yeah. I'm not going to let disappointment turn to your neighbor. Grab your neighbor by the hand and say neighbor don't let disappointment keep you from Jesus some of you have been disappointed you feel disappointments the devil wants you to go from disappointment to discouragement and then despair but tell your neighbor I'm not going to let disappointments keep me from Jesus tell him I'm going to praise God anyhow hallelujah I feel something here I'm going to praise God anyhow I left it at the altar I left it at the altar oh my Lord and my God I'm going to bring my burden oh my Lord to the altar even if my burden is heavy Where? come in Nathan come in boy get on my back you big boy amen hey some of y'all got a big burden and you just come in the sanctuary every service carrying that big old burden but the Lord said today if you can make it down here if you can make it down here cause you made it in the door and if you made it in the door I'll give you the help you need if you made it in the door I'll give you the strength that you need if you made it in the door I'll give you the deliverance you need just make it to the altar and leave your burden at the altar and after you get rid of that burden you feel a little lighter after you leave that burden 
You feel like you can praise him. After you leave that burden, you feel like you can worship. I need a worshiper here. I need a praiser here. That feels a little lighter. Because you left your burden. I left my burden. I left my burden. I left my burden at the altar. And now I'm a praise the Lord. I'm a praise the Lord. I'm a praise the Lord. I'm a praising. I'm a praising. I'm a praising. Tell your neighbor. I'm a praising. I'm a praising. I'm a praising. Hallelujah. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh hallelujah, I'm a praise the Lord, I said I'm a praise the Lord. Mm, Jesus, uh, brother James, I left my burden at the altar, I left my burden at the altar, come on and say amen. The devil said, listen, what you mean? What you mean you left it? The devil said, I still got you. Let me tell y'all something right here. How many of y'all got the Holy Ghost? How many of y'all got the Holy Ghost? If you got the Holy Ghost, tell your neighbor, death and life is in the power of the tongue. Come on, if you got the Holy Ghost, you got the power of God on the inside. What you need to do right now is you need to open your mouth and speak your deliverance. You need to open your mouth and speak your healing. I want everybody that got the Holy Ghost, I want you to repeat after me. Repeat after me. Say, Satan, loose me. Oh, y'all not saying it here. You left your burden at the altar. You don't need to be bound anymore. Take it to the Lord in prayer. Leave it right there. And when the devil comes back to try to bind you again, all you got to, all you got to do is say, Satan, loose me. Grab your neighbor. Say, neighbor, be loosed. Be loosed. Speak it into their mind. Be loosed. Be loosed. Be loosed. Be loosed. Be loosed. And give them a grace. Give them a praise. Give them a You know, some of y'all, some of y'all really do believe this. I told you I wasn't going to be deep today. I don't got nothing deep. All I got is the word. And some of y'all, it's amazing how some of y'all grab a hold to the word and you take it and you get your deliverance and some of y'all sit there still bound. 
But I don't know about you. I want everybody to be free. I said, I want everybody to be free. If you came here and you laid your burden, come on, Brother Nate. If you laid your burden, the Lord is going to do it. The only thing that's stopping you from praising the Lord is the devil trying to sit on you. Tell him, devil, you're not going to sit on me. Satan, 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 Loose me, loose me, loose me, loose me. I'm a praise the Lord on your head. I'm a praise the Lord on your head. I'm a praise him. I'm a praise him. I'm a praise him on your head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If Sister Grider could move around, what's wrong with you? Some of y'all too dry. I got to go back with Sister Grider. I got to get with somebody that wants to praise him. I got to get with somebody that wants to bless him. I got to get with somebody that wants to magnify him. Because I know I'm going to be loose. I know I'm going to be loose. I know I'm going to be loose. All I'm going to do is praise. Praise. Praise the Lord. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you want your chain to be loose, 